Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Talking CFD with Robin Knowles. It's kind of like my show, but for CFD nerds, prepare to ignite. Hello, hello. Welcome along to another episode of Talking CFD, the podcast that's more about growing a business than growing a boundary layer. Usually it's pretty straightforward to home in on what to talk about with a guest, but for today, it wasn't so easy. When he and his team have done so much, where do you start? Do you talk about their success as a firm of CFD developers or focus on their online education and training platform? Or how about their cloud CFD platform or the vertical apps they've built for architects and town planners? On and on. Well, Sandeep Jadav and his team have done all that and more. Welcome to the show, Sandeep. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for inviting me to the show. No problem. Now, I mentioned a lot of things there, so perhaps we'll have a little bit of background, but we'll probably concentrate on Simulation Hub, your cloud CFD platform, and touch on the others when appropriate. Does that sound like a plan? Yeah, I think that would be right. So the kind of central business behind all of the others is CC Tech, is that correct? Yes, uh, CC Tech is our company's name. How did CC Tech start and what did the company look like back then? Uh, we started in 2006. Uh, it was me and my uh, colleague Vijay and Nem, uh, who with I studied in IIT Bombay uh, in aerospace engineering. And uh, we always had a, a zeal to start some uh, startup in CMD space. And uh, that's where we came together and uh, thought in India we need to create you know a cfd centric organization and uh, that was the start uh, 10 year backs in pune oh, 10 years ago is that yeah <laughs> is that you and you and two others or do you have a, a team right from the beginning yes so uh, it was me vijay and name uh, as i said uh, three of us started this uh, organization um, at i think first few years uh, we were uh, into uh, trainings uh, we were doing classroom training corporate trainings and uh, Progressively, we also went into a CFD consulting business and uh, that's where we uh, kind of established our name and also developing different products uh, for uh, other OEMs uh, such as Autodesk, uh, CF Design, uh, Shell and other uh, organizations. And uh, when, while we were doing that, uh, we kind of uh, made a plan to close down our classroom trainings and we realized there's a lot of knowledge that is being created. So we decided to create an online learning platform that is what we call as a Learn CX, through which uh, we created uh, courses for uh, basically students and professionals to learn CFD. And um, I think in 2014, we decided to make them uh, free. Uh, till that, it was uh, a paid service and then we made it a completely free service to focus on uh, our next venture that is uh, cloud-based uh, CFD simulation software that is a uh, simulation hub and uh, so from 2014 we started uh, exploring uh, this idea of cloud-based product uh, which can be made available as a uh, software as service and in doing this uh, the two things we uh, had plan was first that it has to be very simple easy to use software for designer and uh, second, that it should not use any desktop computing. It should be cloud computing so that it can be affordable to every engineer. So with these two things, we started working on that. And uh, so last year, uh, we made uh, our beta launch of Simulation Hub. 
and uh, so this year we planning to make a end of year we planning to make a commercial release of simulation hub okay so for people who haven't come across simulation hub or um, aren't aware of of what it what it is is it just so i say just that's not really fair is it cfd in the browser or is it more of a platform for building apps or, or what exactly is it yes so uh, so that was the one more thing what we realized is that uh, uh, since we had a long background in uh, cfd consulting and also cfd uh, education platform uh, is that uh, the amount of time people uh, take to become cfd professional is uh, anywhere between 6 months to 1 year uh, and we felt uh, that has to be uh, reduced or removed completely and uh, in doing so what we realize is that uh, making another generic purpose cfd software would uh, not help to do that what we need to do is uh, go a vertical app way so we build actually a simulation hub web services we made all this as a small small micro components and those can be called from app and uh, so right now we are building those apps uh, uh, i think fewer down the lines uh, we will have a partners they will also able to build their own apps for a very specific cfd problem uh, and which would not uh, since it is a very specific problem the user interface can be simple the output can be as he wants uh, that is the whole idea behind this so it's a more of simulation hub web services uh, uh, which serves uh, cfd simulations to anyone so these are kind of modular building blocks that you can put together to make a, a kind of cfd workflow that suits what you what you need yes so uh, so just to uh, elaborate on this further uh, we uh, started building one uh, vertical app for architects uh, architects typically uh, needs to do a uh, registration comfort analysis for any uh, uh, mid sized to large project and uh, so what they have is they have a location and they have a building masses uh, and a nearby uh, vicinity building masses they need to find out for all 365 days weather conditions what kind of pedestrian comfort would be there for this walking zone and architects typically uh, are not that deep into fluid mechanics thermodynamics and all cfd stuff so uh, they are not typically able to use cfd uh, as it is available today and we are building a app in which we just ask three questions uh, what is your location uh, we, uh, what is your building masses and uh, at what height you want those pedestrian uh, comfort plot and we do the rest of the job uh, do around 32 uh, simulations for all these uh, weather conditions and provide him a, a plot which he can submit to the municipal corporation so we are looking into something of this kind of applications uh, for the end users so it sounds like you are using this to bring cfd to perhaps people who aren't using it at the moment is that correct yes i think uh, that's what we think uh, is that we're trying to uh, kind of make the cfd market 10 times bigger than what it is today uh, uh, make it available to actually the last mile of engineer uh, which does not have computing which does not have knowledge but the one who wants who needs to use this 
and uh, so that is the idea that it, it, uh, the cfd has to be omnipresent kind of uh, approach what we have uh, there are many technologies in that sense has happened like in mobile computing there are a lot of advanced technologies such as gps which was once accessed by nasa and others but now every mobile device has it and then uber kind of applications and verticals can be built and every common man uses that we feel that cfd also has to be brought to that level where each and everyone can use it in the best possible ways because as we know uh, the fluid is everywhere uh, you know uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> so it should have been used by each and everyone but the the way it is being presented and the way uh, it is available today that makes it very difficult to use so that can sometimes be a little kind of contentious issue in in CFD whether everybody should be doing CFD or not do you think what do you think to that so uh, when they would be using uh, uh, some of the web services they would not be doing a CFD uh, they would be actually uh, posing a design problem and they would be getting some design solutions and uh, the software would be doing it so what that means is that uh, simulation hub internally will be using lot of uh, artificial intelligence algorithm to do all these tasks what was done by uh, a cfd analyst and uh, but that is the trend everywhere right at once uh, many of these tasks were done manually uh, with ai now most of these tasks are done at automated way like in banking if you see uh, there are being talks like 30 to 40% of operational resources are being uh, will be consumed by ai so if if it can happen in banking which is so sensitive uh, one of the department why it cannot happen to the uh, cfd i think it can happen and uh, i think good algorithm will definitely help to solve this problem that's a really interesting distinction i hadn't thought of it that way at all so is that something that's on the roadmap for simulation hub or is that something that you guys kind of do already yes uh, so uh, we what we want to do is uh, as our like the broad vision and mission statement says that transform human life by democratization of technology and uh, we started to see that that is happening many other sphere of circle it is not happen in our uh, circle specifically in cfd simulations and uh, we thought we need to do something about it and uh, we see that this will definitely uh, help to uh, enlarge the market it would there is a need for such thing and uh, it is just because of uh, i think certain constraint this kind of thing could not be done earlier uh, for example the availability of chip computing power good uh, software components uh, so many things and uh, with i think this advancement of technology uh, all of these things are there it is just uh, to grab all them together and create a solution so we've sort of said how it's targeting people who aren't using CFD already does that mean it's not suitable for a kind of CFD professional uh, for CFD professional i think it is meant more for uh, early stage investigation so uh, for example uh, our uh, own internal CFD team uh, when they want to do certain complex project they are also using simulation hub for early stage evaluation or Uh, for example providing the quotation itself to some of the engineering organization and uh, since simulation hub typically for cyclone separator uh, it can do a complete simulation within like 20 to 30 minutes and uh, and it generally gives a fairly well idea to you what uh, the flow pattern would be uh, 
for someone who is designing a cyclone separator definitely it would need lot more detail uh, analysis and i think that's where the expert or pro modes comes in which right now we are not making available uh, and in there so someone is using let's say ansist or star ccm or other software i think they would also find it very interesting to just first get a gauge of complete problem uh, upfront way and then go to some of the software so i do see a uh, uh, cfd experts uh, i would say or analyst also would start using it uh, in some of the cases it sounds a little bit closer to the kind of cfd offering you get uh, embedded in cad packages is that is that closer to what it might be uh, so, uh, I think if we see uh, the evolution of CMD software uh, from the days of uh, Dr. Spalding uh, and the software what he created, uh, Phoenix, and then there was ANSYS and Star CCM, and then the CF design, uh, so, and then Autodesk Flow design. So, if we track that, definitely uh, each of these versions have made CFD simple. Each of these have tried to make it more accessible and uh, those things. And CAD embedded actually help to reduce this pre-processing uh, by quite a considerable way but it is still mean uh, you need to be a understanding cft we are taking uh, in that sense a lot of different approach we are not uh, here looking at uh, that you need to uh, be so right now i think cad embedded software still shows what kind of mesh you are using in simulation of we don't show what kind of mesh you are using uh, so in CFD embedded software, you still being asked what what is that you want in post processing. Here uh, we are not asking those questions. So in that way, uh, the amount of questions being asked uh, are very different. Here we are asking what is that you want to do. So you want to do a pedestrian comfort. That is what you say, and then rest is what we do for uh, that user. So I think uh, yeah, it, it, I would say it is a. Uh, precursor uh, in a sense uh, the cfd uh, embedded software this is much advanced in that sense of automation but you guys have got a kind of core technology that you developed a while back if i'm correct around kind of fluid domain extraction which seems like it might be your sort of secret source because um, I think it's perhaps overlooked um, that there's a lot of focus on how long it takes to mesh something, but less so perhaps on how long it takes to put geometry together before you even start meshing. Um, is that is that a starting point for a lot of your projects and experiments and, and products and things like that, this secret source domain extraction technology? Yes, uh, as you term it very rightly, that's our secret source. Um we actually spent around two year timeline, uh, two to three year, just building that fluid volume extraction component. We did a lot of experiment research on that. And uh, we actually wanted to patent also that technology. But uh, in software, I think patent doesn't hold. So we decided not to do that. Uh, yes, so that, that's one of the critical uh, piece of uh, technology what we have built. So what we are talking here is, uh, Many of the CFD analysts still work with part models or multi-part models. We are talking about assemblies. And when we talk about assemblies, uh, immediately question comes, what would happen if it has a gaps, uh, whether it has a holes, uh, and many fittings, tolerances problem. Uh, every assembly typically has uh, those problems. So we said, 
rather than you know simplifying and doing that let's take that as a input and can we produce a a, a, a water type fluid volume from that uh, and as a one click button solution that will be great and that is one of the most uh, difficult thing to do right now and if that can happen then rest of the process can be completely automated so i think that was the yes that is one of our uh, very very important technology behind simulation hub and uh, it would be uh, founding blocks to whatever we do in future a lot of the examples on the on the simulation hub website are of things like valve flows and and cyclones and things like that that are, that look to be re- relatively um, sort of simple geometries. But then some of the houses and things like that that you've got on there with um, flow and cooling flow in houses and things like that that looks like fairly complicated assemblies and geometries and things like that. So it, is it it's it suitable for complex assemblies? Then is it? Yes, uh, it's uh, pretty much suitable for uh, complex assemblies. And uh, so uh, the, in the earlier version, when we started working on that, uh, we realized that we were able to solve much complex uh, fluid volume problem. But our uh, browser-based viewer were not actually supporting some of those. Uh, Sometimes uh, loading was an issue or uh, uh, transmission was an issue for large files. And I think we are kind of trying to solve those issues also. There has been a good progress uh, in our next version. And uh, we have been testing it on uh, buildings. We have been testing it this on uh, uh, multi-component uh, assemblies for mechanical also. And uh, th- there has been a good success. Uh, but then th- there has been some of the cases there are failures also. Uh, as any such uh, endeavor always faced with certain challenges. But what we believe is that that is the way forward for us. Uh, wherever there is a failure, uh, we will be tracking them. And uh, as uh, the software gets mature, those failure rate would uh, reduce substantially with every new release. Uh, that's the plan. In the last series, I spoke to um, David Heine from SimScale. And at, at first glance, SimScale and Simulation Hub might appear to be fairly similar. Um, it sounds like from this conversation that they are actually quite different uh, and sort of accessing different different markets he spoke about how um, they faced a bit of a challenge with getting acceptance from from people who are not used to doing simulation in the browser are you facing a similar issue or is it because you're targeting people who perhaps don't have the same simulation history that it's a bit of an easier sell yes uh, i think we are reaching to the uh, the designers or engineers who uh, haven't got opportunity to use CFD. So for them, uh, I think uh, having to uh, ability to use that uh, technology itself is a great. Uh, and then it is also coming at a very uh, affordable price range. Uh, that also makes them uh, excited. And uh, so they, they are not actually, uh, they, they may not know uh, actually uh, this, uh, the traditional CFD software names also in that uh, detail. Uh, so it's a kind of completely new market and uh, for example like country like India also has a, a low internet uh, bandwidth uh, problem but uh, with everywhere uh, with, uh, with, with like a Google Docs and things like people have started already using Google Docs in their workflow uh, their uh, Microsoft 360 is being used and uh, they are getting used to this subscription model and this are also already seen the benefit of that 
for example uh, if their uh, number of employee increase uh, decrease they can do that and they also seen that this is secure it is not like at one time it was thought that you know everything in cloud is not secure so yeah. i think that uh, problem is also being addressed uh, are those people coming to the, the the platform as is or are you having to are you finding that you're having to build like custom apps for people to get them on board i think uh, custom apps are not built because just we want to bring them we, uh, we are building those custom app because uh, we feel that is the right way of using it so uh, i'm just giving some advanced information here is that uh, when we are planning to make a commercial release uh, we are not planning to make our generic software as a commercial release uh, it would be available in some research or mode and it would be free uh, but our apps would be paid and uh, and we are trying to say there is that uh, that is not the way forward uh if you want to uh, tinker around it you can do tinkering but if you want to do a serious work apps is the way and this is what you will help you to uh, really get a real solution and we can stand by that uh the solution because when we give a petition comfort which is going to get submitted to some government agencies the question of validation accuracy of result type of mesh all those comes up and we as a, a solution provider has to stand by the quality of result and we feel Uh, we can do that for particular uh, apps we may not able to do that for very generic software right because how it yeah. is being used and it's very out of range and uh, so that is the way the philosophy is that uh, we are going to be uh, uh, building the vertical apps the challenge is uh, how many apps and how do we develop so many apps in a short period of time so that's what is actually uh, keeping us uh, engaged <laughs> so do you think it's always going to be is it good well not always who could who could see always but uh, in the near term it's going to be you guys building the apps or people will be able to build their own apps yes so uh, we thinking uh, mostly at, at the start we will be building the apps uh, we, we are also reaching to some of the uh, oems uh, typically uh, some mechanical device maker and um, if they want to build an app either they their internal uh, it team can build them we will help them and progressively we will be also trying to reach to some uh, other uh, uh, individual companies who wants to build a uh, app they do not have all these components like what we have and they but they have a, a interesting problem to solve and they can use uh, they can join us as a development partner they will get access to all our api and they just build that app and uh, do some revenue sharing with us so that is what we looking here so if people have been uh, listening properly you've mentioned uh, being in india a few times and we can hear the uh, the traffic occasionally outside so i'm getting a good picture of uh, of where you are um so we've historically over in like in the certainly in the uk but probably in the Euro- in the us and maybe more of europe become used to seeing um companies using indian developers to develop their products we're not so used to seeing software startups coming out of india is that a trend that's picking up do you think yes i think uh, uh, the the uh, startup ecosystem in india has uh, taken some time to build up but it has uh, i think uh, progressed very well in e-commerce uh, section so for example uh, one of the company like uh, pay tm uh, that has been valued now more than 5 billion dollars 
Wow. Uh, there is uh, another uh, Uber competitor named Ola, which is again uh, valued at five billion dollars. And uh, so there are uh, definitely uh, India-centric solutions, and uh, those things have come up. CFD uh, per se, I think, uh, was not being that much uh, developed within India, but uh, it has also started to happen, and I believe in future a lot more would come from uh, these developing countries also. And is there a, an increase in demand for for CFD or or, or CAE products and, and services in in India? Yes, uh, there is a increase in demand. Uh, the only thing is that uh, it's price sensitive market, right? And uh, that also uh, that again gives us one more reason for simulation hub to you know come up here. Uh, that uh, that people want to use these uh, solutions, and uh, many times uh, the the expectation what they have and the kind of CFD consulting service pricing comes up that doesn't match up but I think this kind of apps will help to uh, bridge that gap and able to use them at very low price point also. So are there any sectors in particular that are uh, that are growing particularly fast in India for, for, for that sort of thing? Yes so uh, uh, the government of India has launched this Make in India campaign and uh, because oh, of okay. that lot of manufacturing companies uh, are uh, coming in uh, India. So the way uh, China had a lot of manufacturing monopoly over the world. Uh, in India also there is a uh, at, uh, now being uh, efforts are being made to attract those uh, companies and they already started setting up some offices. And government also has given a special uh, impetus on design in India. Uh, because they felt uh, with China that thing did not happen much. It was just manufacturing. So government is also pushing towards uh, design projects and uh, that design should happen within India itself for the local requirement. So that again is an interesting thing for uh, products like simulation hub and CFD technology. In yeah, I, I spoke to um, Kareem Farsis last season about um, being based out in, in China and he was saying that uh, their business, he they wouldn't be able to really function without having that man on the ground in, in China. It wouldn't work. The, the, the sort of culture of business over there, uh, you couldn't, he, they, they're based in France, they couldn't conduct it um, across that distance. You had to have a man on the ground. Is that is that the case in, in India or... Um, is it more that if you're based outside India, perhaps that price element that you mentioned would uh, would make it difficult to compete? Yes, uh, the price element is also there uh, in a sense of uh, if you're saying for development perspective, uh, definitely uh, uh, you get development resources at uh, affordable range in India. And uh, we also see there is a lot of talent which is available. So for example, uh, I'm in a uh, location like Pune. Uh, which has, uh, uh, I think, uh, the development offices of all the um, major uh, OEMs, uh, like ANSYS has a development center, one of the biggest de development center in uh, Pune, India. Then there is a PTC, Dosso Systems, Onshape, SolidWorks, uh, <laughs> all of them. So uh, nearby me, all these companies are there, and uh, in a global arena also we are competing with them, and in local also they are here. So, but it helped to uh, build a really good uh, engineering ecosystem. So it is not difficult to find a, a good developer who understand computational geometry or WebGL or meshing technology or solver. Uh, as long as you. As long as you can stop them going to Onshape or something like that instead. Yes, so we actually are working with both this company. Uh, first is Autodesk. Uh, we have a really long relationship. They allowed uh, us 
to use uh, the forge platform from day one when it was in very early stage of evaluation and it has grown very well uh, our all weaving technology we are using forge and uh, we are also making uh, integrated apps within fusion uh, 360 all right and similarly uh, uh, our relationship with onshape has also come up uh, pretty well uh, we have uh, built a integrated app within uh, onshape which uh, in which basically you have a geometry in onshape uh, one window on second window you can be running a simulation and uh, you need not to download transfer or anything and uh, so onship uh, pune office also is helpful uh, in helping doing integration those tasks so i think uh, having a, a geographical proximity also is helping us in doing that if any listeners out there who are building kind of web apps or anything like that haven't checked out autodesk forge that sandeep just mentioned you you must do it it's a uh, a really impressive platform for uh, for helping you out with the basic building blocks if you like of uh, of building um, cae type web apps it's amazing time's getting on a little bit and we only really touched on um learn cax now i i think that's a sort of really interesting um a kind of uh, experiment if you like that you guys that you guys did um is it you mentioned that it's now open source and, and free and there's a lot of content on there for people wanting to um, learn. I think there's a lot, there's quite a lot of ANSYS content on there, I think, and, and various other things. Um, is it still a live project for you guys or not so much? Uh, yeah, it is. I think right now uh, in a autopilot mode, I would say. <laughs> okay. Right now, there are uh, no engineers access directly working. we are doing a support and maintenance for that um and as you can see there are uh, really lot of content and uh, i think every day around 100 uh, engineers sign up for that it has already crossed i think 12000 subscriber wow uh, um and uh, so uh, we wanted to uh, actually uh, in this point connect to other companies who can uh, host their educational content or training material on learn cx that was one of the ideas what we are looking at and uh, we are doing some talks with uh, some of those companies uh, but from cctech point of view i think right now we are not uh, actively pushing building a new courses i think we have enough but yeah lot more can be done yes from what you did discover when you were on there is an online platform such as that um as it proved to be a really good medium to deliver that sort of um CFD and CAX training is it it's kind of a guided work at your own pace sort of training isn't it yes uh, i think uh, it is definitely uh, helpful to for uh, student and professionals we have uh, people working from uh, aerospace industry automotive industries uh, who already have some 10 year experience still doing our courses and we also have students Uh, many of the places from where it is uh, getting accessed uh, like latin america african countries which we never thought uh, that you know there will be uh, so much interest to learn cft and actually using them uh, very small countries uh, very small cities from where people are accessing it and i think that gives really great feeling that you know uh it's, it's such a important and good technology is being re- being getting reached to uh, the people in the hands of uh desire engineers uh, it is also being used from like us uk and europe uh, all the developed countries uh, 
but i think uh, seeing that it is being used in as good as in other countries also because we keep on tracking the uh, the usage of that and uh, i think that has been really uh, satisfying part for us yeah it must be really interesting to have that sort of visibility into the way that um, cfd is spreading because i guess uh, if you want to use it you need to learn something so learning is a good place to start and then you you get that early signal as to where um where it's taking off yeah yeah that's really interesting so if somebody's been listening to this and they want to go and check out simulation hub can we just rock up and sign up or is it not that straightforward yes uh, i think you can just visit the website uh, just uh, it asks some five six field your name uh, email and other things and uh, immediately uh, your account is activated uh, you can start using uh, our existing beta release uh, we will also upgrading to the uh, new release shortly and uh, i think we'll be happy to uh, get your feedback uh, on simulation hub uh, technology uh, if you are interested to know our upcoming apps you can uh, again send us a email on support@simulationhub.com uh, that is for very early stage uh, exposure to new apps and we will be also happy to uh, make you a better user and is that also the uh, email to go to if you want to get in touch with you guys about uh, how well Simulation Hub and what you guys offer would fit for them? Yes, I think uh, that's a single uh, point of contact uh, for Simulation Hub activities. And um, so you can write a mail on that uh, for any of your queries. Perfect. That sounds great. Thanks for your time, Sandeep. Um, really appreciate you coming on and giving us a bit of an idea of uh, of what you've got going on and how you perhaps are taking a little bit of a different approach to some of these things than uh, some of the other guys in the market. Thank you. This was uh, great talking to you and uh, I hope uh, this will help to reach to bigger audience. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Maybe I could interest you in our new sister show. It's called Talking CFD Social. It's a live-streamed CFD-themed chat show with a couple of co-hosts and maybe a guest or two. It's more conversational than the podcast, with real-time interaction in the chat. Subscribe to the show on YouTube by heading over to cfd.com forward slash social. We'll see you there.